0: Get on in there, see what all the excitement is about. It's going to be so much fun. Hey, guys, it's Kathy. So this last week, we played some extra episodes from the five-day workshop. And since this week is the after party, you're going to get even more bonus content. There's so much good stuff in here, a lot of inspiration I wanted to share with you. And if you want to join the live sessions and get notifications about that, you can go to com slash abundant, and you'll be in the loop on all that stuff. All right, here we go. Take a listen. We're going to get as much covered as we can today and tomorrow. So my question to start us off today is um what's your dream? You know, we had a conversation yesterday and we we're talking about certain things that you want and it was challenging to be specific. And I think the reason that it gets challenging to be specific is because when we're really honest, we let go of the dream a long time ago. We don't really have it. I mean, we can answer a question sort of, but we've Unconsciously, completely let go of the dream. And so the day is going to be the predictable day, is it not? It's going to be the same day it was yesterday. There's really no dream because we've learned that why try? It doesn't work. It's kind of like what happens when somebody falls in love. How many of you have ever gotten your heart broken? I mean, you haven't lived until you've gotten your heart broken because that's some pain, right? There's the pain of like getting an injury, and then there's the pain of getting your heart completely crushed. And what happens sometimes is your heart breaks so badly that you say, oh my God, I just got it. I have the most brilliant strategy. I can't believe I never thought of this. I'm never, ever gonna let myself love anyone again. It's brilliant because you know what's gonna happen? I'll never get hurt. And so we start out with tons of dreams. We come to this world dreaming, daydreaming, using our imagination, being so excited. Like, what can I get my hands into? And then we get like a thousand little paper cuts and then some pretty big cuts. And then we like smash our face, right? Face plant right in the concrete. And we go, uh, I'm out, I'm out. Cause it takes a lot of courage to have a dream. And the people that you really admire are people who are willing to say, it's actually not whatever. I do have a dream. It's like those scenes in some of those movies where they go to the guy and they're like, what do you think? She's about to get on the train. And instead of going whatever, he goes, yeah, it's so not whatever. Like I'll probably die if she gets on the train. So I'm going to run to the train and you go do it, do it. Put your heart in your hands, dude, do it. And then it doesn't really matter if she says yes or no, because he wins, right? Because he shows up because he's in alignment. And then no matter what happens and no matter what she says, there's this feeling of integrity, right? How to go see about a girl. And the whole audience is cheering for that person. So I think what happens is without being conscious of it, our deepest sadness is that we gave up on our dream because there's a period in your life where you have these dreams. And even if you haven't quite made the dream come true yet, there's this hope that you could, but then there's this period in your life where you don't realize that you completely already gave up on your dream. And it's kind of depressing. It's kind of like, yeah, all right, we'll have Italian food. All right. There's something good on Netflix, but I gave up on my dream. So it's not going to be a great day. So what do you think it takes to let yourself have a dream? And what do you think it takes to actually see it fulfilled? People study this and I, I get to talk to all these people, which is so much fun. You know, I've interviewed 750 people on the podcast and so many of them, they look at behavior and they, they give me the, you know, the shortcut cause they show me the data. And it's amazing when I tell you what it takes, it seems like it takes a long time, but really the decision happens in one second. So it doesn't actually take a long time. It takes 20 seconds. It takes 20 seconds of insane courage. 20 seconds of insane courage. You send the text, you post the podcast, you say what you needed to say, you make a decision, you apply to law school. It's the 20 seconds of courage when you actually decide. And now it's on. That's it. And it's amazing what happens. You show up, and it's amazing how the world, because the world wants to be in wholeness, just like every garden, just like my hand, you guys have watched my hand heal from this injury I had over the last week. It's like the world literally is made to repair itself. And so you take a step into alignment. You take a step into courage. You just put oxygen in the world. It's amazing what will rally around you. How many of you know the story of my friend, Jamie Kern Lima. Have you guys heard her story? Because it was out there the last few years. She wrote a book and told the story. So I wanted to tell you one part of the story. But before I tell you the story, I'm curious, how many of you, when it comes to your dream, does your dream have anything to do with your career? Just curious. Because some people, their dream is to just, you know, be Mother Teresa. Some people, their dream is to have like four beautiful, healthy kids and, you know, whatever. I mean, there's a lot of good dreams. Some people, their dream is to, have a secret garden in their backyard. I mean, all dreams are worthy, right? But how many of you, and I'm seeing a lot of yeses, how many of you does a dream correlate with a career? Yeah, I tend to find that in the work I've done, it tends to line up pretty nicely with a career because our career is usually a whisper from our soul of our purpose in life, right? It's really not about work, it's your life's work, right? It's really not about a job, it's your job. It's the thing you came to do. And the hypothesis that I've been making for six and a half years is that you can get paid to do what you love, which means you don't have to work. You can do your life's work, right? You do it anyway. So why not get paid to do the thing you do, which is to bring your talent to the world? So we're going to talk for a second about lining up with that purpose and lining up with that dream. And I'm very grateful to know that over the last several years, I have been a part of the journey that has helped people to actually bring their dreams to life and to to have a job that doesn't feel like a job and to feel this feeling where there's this tremendous sense of purpose. And the reason why we put beginning a career on the gold level of the program is because I don't feel like it's enough to have the tools of manifestation because ultimately I believe that the opposite of sadness isn't happiness. I'm going to say it's purpose. I'm going to say purpose is the opposite of sadness. And so for you to have the tools to have an amazing vibration, I want you to use that to chart a path to purpose in your life because you were made to serve the world in so far as you are in your highest possible potential, period. That's the way you're here. And when you're serving the world from a place of potential, it's beyond happiness. It's purposeful and purpose is everything. Right? You find a person who wakes up with purpose, they're good. So, we're all looking for that because we know we're kind of sitting on our potential. So, we'll talk about that a little bit today. What are some of the things that you guys can think about? Because the truth is that we tend to feel very often. I mean, we literally get thoughts in our minds, then our brain gives us the evidence that all those things are true. I mean, how many times have you looked at someone, your husband, your friend? And you have this thought, like, she's so sweet. And your brain gives you a thousand examples to corroborate it, right? Or you look at your husband and you're like, he never does anything for me. And then your mind gives you a thousand examples of how that's true. Or you look at your husband and go, he's actually so kind. And then your brain gives you a ton of examples, right? So we have this thought, which is, I would love to do what I love, but I can't because I lack the resources. And then your brain goes, here's how that's true obviously you'd love to have a dream. You lack the resources. So what are the resources we think we lack? We think we lack the time and the money and the expertise. Those are the lies. We don't have enough money. We don't have enough time. We don't have an expertise type a one in the chat. If you've ever thought that thought, like I can't do this thing because I don't have these resources and these resources are obviously what I would need Right. That's obviously what I would need because Nelson Mandela had all those resources. He had tons of money, tons of time. Hang on. He didn't. But I would need that because he's a superhero and I'm not. Nope. Nope. So, what's the difference between a Nelson Mandela and a regular person that you don't yet know about? It's not resources, it's resourcefulness. Your greatest resource is your resourcefulness. A friend of mine eight years ago had cancer and they needed to find a bone marrow donor. So you can't get that at the store. So they became the most resourceful people I've ever seen. They reached out to the Kardashians to ask them to tweet about this. This is eight years ago when Twitter was like a thing for them. They went door to door. They created a little like, you know, campaign of human beings, and they didn't find a match. They found eight matches for eight people. So their resourcefulness in a matter of 21 days saved the life of eight people. But you're going to tell me, because when I say you, I mean the proverbial you. I have people tell me every day, convincingly, that they lack the resources, and that's why they just gonna, they're just going to play this out. Tomorrow is going to be just like yesterday. Next Tuesday is going to be just like last week, and that's it. And I'm like, oh my God, you drank the Kool-Aid. Like you drank it and you're in a trance. Like you're not even awake. You're in your unconscious program all day long. Like I don't even have you here. But what if our greatest resource is our resourcefulness? And what if our greatest resource is the thing that we actually have in spades? What if when you really look at it, the thing that actually makes a person successful is their passion, their compassion, their ingenuity. Their open heart, hmm, so now what I've done is I've told myself a few big lies. I've told myself I can't do what I want because I lack the resources, and I'm going to stay with that, and then I'm going to tell myself that everything I actually have it's not valuable because the things that are valuable are the things that I don't have, and unless I have the things that I don't have, I can't do anything, and so I don't have anything. Why would then people be happy? They wouldn't be right Those are sure ways to feel pretty unhappy so What I like to do is simply give you evidence because then the more evidence that you have, you start to go, well, I can't deny what she just said. That is a fact, right? She's telling me something that's a fact, right? Like you guys can go stress test what I told you yesterday that grit is the number one reason people are successful. And the only thing that they find that correlates with grit is optimism and optimism is something that we cultivate but you guys should stress test it, stress test it. Find out if there's some other reason, like to be on my podcast, one of the requirements is you got there yourself. Like you've done this on your own. The only person I think who's come on the podcast, and I'm not a political person really at all, but Chelsea Clinton came on the podcast because I met Chelsea Clinton in a Baja Fresh in Atlanta, outside of an aquarium. Outside of that, no one has come on my podcast who didn't start out with no resources, because the whole point is this podcast has to show you evidence every single week that you just have the resourcefulness, right? Like when Howard Schultz came on the podcast, he created Starbucks. I didn't realize, I didn't know that he grew up in public housing. I didn't know that. I didn't know that he grew up in public housing. But what I also didn't know is that his mother said to him, even though we live at the last stop of the L train in Canarsie, Brooklyn, this is not your last stop you do not get off here. And when he told me that, we both started to cry because it was like embedded in his programming. You do not get off here, right? You will not live your life in section eight housing. Instead, you'll go become a billionaire. Cool, he got the memo, right? So Jamie, I was mentioning to you earlier, I like to use people who have stories like this She was working at Denny's. She was a waitress at Denny's and she was embarrassed every day because she has stuff with her skin. She has rosacea. She just always felt self-conscious about it. And so she started to look and look and she couldn't find product that actually worked for her. So she made her own foundation and she was sitting with her friends and she was like putting it in bottles and her friends were using it. And long story short, she was like, I think I'm going to sell this. And so she tried to sell it here and there, but it wasn't like it, it, she was, she wasn't making much money from it. And then she got all psyched up and she's like, I'm going to go meet with the people from Sephora. I'm going to fly up to San Francisco. I'm going to have this meeting. And so she gets all psyched up and she goes up there and she's in the elevator and she's just like, I know this is going to happen. And it's such a great, you know, it's such a great product and da 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 da. And, uh, and she goes up in the elevator and she gets out and she talks to the guy and the guy's like, no, no, it's not happening. She's like, great. So she went to meet with somebody else. And anyway, it was like a big, no. So finally a friend of her says, you know, why don't you sell it on the home shopping network? Like, why don't you just sell it directly to those women? It's mostly women in the middle of the day watching it. And like, you're a woman. And so she's like, oh my God, that might be a great idea. And so she goes to meet with the guy from the home shopping network. And he's like, no, mm -mm, no. So she's like going a few more months and she's feeling really, really upset about it. And she realizes that she is actually more determined of a person than she thought she was. And so she goes back and she says to him, you keep saying no, everyone keeps saying no, but I want to do this. So like what needs to happen? And he said, well, listen, this is how it works, Jamie. The Home Shopping Network, we don't sell advertising. It's not like we break for commercial. So what has to happen is that we have to sell a certain amount of product every few minutes. And if we don't sell that product, we don't make money. So you would need to sell 6,000 of these tubes and you need to sell it in like this amount of minutes. And so that means you'd actually have to have the product. You'd have to have 6,000 units of this in our warehouse already ready. And then you'd have to have the confidence that you, cause you're going to buy it, right. You to have it in the, in the, in the stock room. It has to sell. And so she was like, Oh my God, this is insane. But I think I'm going to max out two credit cards and get a little loan and buy all of this product. And obviously they take a big cut of it. So there was just one more thing. And he said to her, listen, you know, no offense, but, um, You need to get like a model because you're not, you're not model material. And I don't think that you're the kind of person who we should have, you know, frankly on the home shopping network, what most of the women don't look like you, like they're like a size zero and I don't know what you are, but you know, you're just nowhere near what we look for. And so she went into the parking lot. She said, okay. And she walked out and she went in the parking lot. She was just sobbing. Like I've come this far, but then I'm going to let him tell me that someone else has to sell the product because. I'm not beautiful. So that completely contradicts like everything she's trying to do. So um, she walks back in and she's like, you know what, sir, I'm actually going to go for it on my own and I'm not going to hire some skinny model. I'm just going to, I'm just going to be there myself. And he was like, all right, well, you're going to lose all this money, but uh, that's up to you. So she decided she's doing this. Like if she's going to do this, she's doing this a hundred percent herself, vulnerably as she is. And so she goes back out there and she just shows them like what her face looks like without it, what her face looks like with it. And she talks to the people at home. She's like, I'm just like you. Like, I feel like you, I probably look like you. This is what I had in mind. This is what I made. And she opens her heart and she's vulnerable. And she doesn't even realize how much time is going by, but she feels like she's against the clock and she's on for like half the time. And it's not even the six minute mark and four minutes in across the screen as she's still standing there. It's just says sold out. She sold it all out. And she starts to cry like on camera. It was like Kelly Clarkson. Everybody knows that no matter what's happened with American Idol and how many winners there's been, there's just that one moment. I mean, nothing touches that moment. It was the first season and it was her. She's the show. It's like, How many winners have there been at this point? Is there 65 winners? I don't know. But all I remember is this girl who came out from Texas, who had been a waitress, who looks like all of our friends, you know, just this cool, nice person. And she goes to sing a moment like this and she just breaks into tears, right? She just goes, I can't believe, like, I get to have this moment. And it's that crack in her voice where you go, I'm so glad she's winning, because I relate to her because she deserves it so much because she does. And that's the moment. So Jamie had that moment. She just starts bawling on live TV. She's like, I'm, I cannot believe that you actually showed up for me. I cannot believe it. Like I wanted this my whole life. You don't understand. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being there, for being a part of this. This is history for me. And she thinks that that's going to be like the biggest moment of her life. What wound up happening is they invited her back. They invited her back. They invited her back. She wound up being the single greatest grossing product ever on the home shopping network. And then she wound up going back to the guy that she had met with years before and she sold her company. She sold her company for $1.2 billion in a matter of like a few years. And when she sold her company, there was nothing traditional about it, like She had never been like in retail. Like she was on the home shopping network. Like she went through the third door. Like she didn't take the traditional path and it didn't matter. It didn't matter. So she wrote a book all about this. It's called Believe It. And she talks about her whole story. And she talks about the fact that she was adopted. And she talked about the fact that her entire life, she didn't feel good enough because something very deeply at the core of her was not feeling that she had been lovable enough. And still like with her whole story, like she went from a waitress at Denny's to a billionaire. Now, most people that I meet would be ecstatic if they were making a million a year, not a billion, a million a year. Most people I know would be ecstatic if they're making half a million a year. Because you know what? You can live a really nice life with half a million dollars a year, right? So- I think it's fascinating that we stop dreaming because it's such a waste of your resourcefulness and it's such a waste of the best adventure of your life, right? So I love for you to see evidence of women who have amazing hearts, who are extremely kind and who are able to make a living doing something on their terms because there really isn't a better feeling. There really isn't. Like it's one thing to feel just enlivened in a moment. It's a whole other thing when you've allowed yourself to create an empire and you've done it all from a place of alignment. It's like, holy smokes, like talk about walking in purpose and think about what you can do at that point, right? And how many other women you can become a conduit for like Tori Birch, Tori Birch. That's what she does now. Tori Burch has a whole thing that you can apply for when you're at a certain level of a woman entrepreneur in your journey. And then she mentors you, right? And she funds you. And it's amazing because she's got it. She now has got a key to that. And so that's an amazing thing, right? That's an amazing thing to be able to do. And just by being yourself, You've set a new standard, which opens the doors for so many people. It's like when a house down the block sells for a lot of money, it gives you the idea like, oh, actually maybe my house, the value is more than I thought, right? It it opens a door for you. It changes the neighborhood. It's like, yeah, all these women who are pushing forward are actually opening paths for you. But what we do is we get into this place where we're in trance. We don't even see it because we're not conscious because you're in your unconscious program, right? And you're not, you don't even have your own attention. So you can't see, and you can't choose for yourself. And so I say, how amazing would it be if you started to follow your dream? How amazing would it be? How good would it feel if you were actually moving forward with courage? How satisfying for your soul is that? Just, just that alone, just taking the steps. How much satisfaction do you get? Because you know, you showed up with courage each day. It's amazing. So what are the steps, right? What are the steps? Well, they're actually not that complex. They're really not that complex. Like if you ask Barbara Corcoran, who was on my show, and she's obviously on Shark Tank, she's like, I just ask people the same couple questions. There's like not that much to ask. I'm like, do you have a proof of concept? Like, do you have a thing? If it's a service, if it's a product, you have something. And do you have a satisfied customer? Because once you have one satisfied customer, whether you're selling flan or you cut someone's hair or you made a candle that someone was satisfied with, you can scale it. You just need those two things. And so most of the time what we do, again, our unconscious is so filled with just muck. And most of the time what you will do is you will overestimate drastically what has to happen so that you'll never actually then get the thought of like, here's my next micro step. And then you'll underestimate completely what you could possibly do to match this overestimation. So now you've got nothing. However, when you actually look at it and I say to you, go do this today. And then you go, okay, I just did this. Okay, now go do this. And you're like, okay, now I went and did this. Okay, now we're gonna ask, we're gonna put a price on that. Now you got one paying customer. Cool. Now, how would we scale that? Right. One of the guys I worked with years ago, his name is Greg Franklin. And he had an amazing story because he was working at at a dog food factory. He was standing in front of a machine that just spit out plastic bags for dog food. I mean, it was just like the most banal, awful existence, truly like what human being deserves that. I mean, it just feels awful. So He's living in Missouri and he reaches out to me and he's like, I don't know, but something about you. I'm not even your target market. I'm a dude. I got a wife and kids and I'm so unfulfilled and it's not fair to anybody. So he said, I decided that I would do what you told me to do, which is just to try one thing, just to try one thing that interests me. So he goes, I made a cheesecake because I saw an ad on Facebook that showed like a recipe. So I made this and he goes, it came out horribly because I didn't have a cheesecloth and I realized you need a cheesecloth. So he goes, I went and bought a cheesecloth And then the next day I made two cheesecakes and they were actually better. They were good. So I brought the second one to the fire station because my family said we can't eat two cheesecakes. And so the fire station liked it. And I got a call. He goes, Kathy, you won't believe it. I got a call a week later. And the fire chief says, did you drop off that cheesecake last week? Can you make 10 of those? Cause so-and-so's having a birthday. And he goes, and I was about to say, no, I can't. And instead I said, yes, I can. So I made 10 cheesecakes and he goes, and then you told me, just take the next half step. See if you could sell 10 cheesecakes a week. And so he goes, remember you said like, just go into town and see if anybody wants to buy it. He goes, that was the scariest day of my life. It was like $7 a cheesecake. They cost me, you know, $2 to make. I went into town, like just open the door to the post office. Like, crazy me like just trying to sell 10 cheesecakes he goes so I sold the 10 cheesecakes and then I found a way for me to like stand in front of this like school like when the college kids got out and I had these mini cheesecakes and oh my god it really worked and it was crazy it was nuts and so he's like I started making like a few hundred dollars a week and I started getting really happy and excited and I started experimenting with flavors he goes and then remember what happened And this is the craziest part. He writes to me and he goes, I just got fired because there was a a faulty thing that happened on the machine. So they blame me. And he goes, I called my wife and said, I need to get a new job. We have no health insurance. This is horrible. And she said, go look at your calendar on your phone. And he goes, why? And she said, because Google just alerted me that today is National Cheesecake Day, the day he got fired. Talk about little winks from the universe. I mean, that's insane. Who even knew there was a National Cheesecake Day? So she's like, that's crazy. She goes, that's a sign. You're going to open a cheesecake shop. So he's like, you're crazy. Like, we can't do that. I need health insurance. What are we going to do? She goes, I'm betting on you. This is where women come into the story, right? She bet on him. She goes, no, you're not going to go get that job. I'm going to open the store with you. So they have to like beg, borrow and steal to like open up this little 10 by 50 little shop. And they told me, they're like, Kath, we're going to open it for three months. That's it. And if we can't make the rent, we'll just close it, but we're just going to go for it. So they go for it, letting people know it's about to open. They live in this little town in Missouri, like I told you. And the day they opened, the line was around the block because it was exciting. Cause it was a guy with a dream because it's cute because it's called, it's called the cheesecake ninja and it's a husband and wife team. And it just was like a fun, like thing to go try and then uh, COVID happened and um, they quadrupled their business during COVID as it turned out. Yeah. Because people were really bored and they were home and they had nothing to do. So everybody wanted to try cheesecake and send people cheesecakes. And then they uh, opened uh, another store and then they became the number one store. And then they started selling in grocery stores and uh, and they've never looked back. And they have this extremely successful business. And um, hmm it really, as Greg said to me, he goes, there were two moments that made that business. He goes, the first moment was the very first moment of courage when I gave the second cheesecake to the fire chief, because I thought, is this crazy, but I kind of want someone else other than my family to try it. That was moment one. And he goes, and the second moment was when my wife said, I'm betting on this, we're opening the store. So Now he said, the most amazing thing is like, my children see us happy. Like our marriage has changed. They're in the shop. They're happy. We're experimenting now with these big giant cookies. And um, I get to hear stories like that every single day. And so obviously I insist, right. At this point I get insistent and I say, I'm going to keep holding that vision for you. I'm not going to let it go. And it's up to you to choose. Right. And that's, what's so beautiful. It's like, you have autonomy. I respect you to make whatever choice is best for you. But I would say that the whole reason I spend all this time is to hopefully wake you up to say, Hmm, I wonder if there's a part of me that's been asleep. Right. And I think we need to stay really close to the things that make us feel woken up. And so to me, it feels like such a no brainer, right? It feels like such a no brainer. And I'm just loving the resourcefulness. I saw somebody post in our Facebook group today. She's like, I decided that I'm going to do Instacart once a week so I can be in this class. And I'm like, that's actually such a smart idea. Like you could have one evening where you have headphones in, you're listening to podcasts, you're doing your homework, whatever it is that you need to catch up on. And then you're making extra money, right? You'll have extra money than paying for this class. But it's like, it's amazing when you actually beat the video game and you go, no, 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 now you're not in control. I'm in control. Like I am resourceful. I came here with a dream. I'm not giving it up so quickly because I am going to bet on the fact that I was put here. I was put here for a reason. And there's so much that I want to do. And I want the great adventure, right? I'd rather have the adventure than
1: not have it. So I will call Colleen up. What would you like to share? Oh my gosh. Well, you guys, this journey has been incredible together. And like Kathy says, You will know what your choice is for how you want to move forward, but I just really want to echo for people the power of community and the power of the energy that you are plugged into as you are moving through life. Because the reality is we can have the best of intentions, right? Just like we can have our dreams and we can have the best of intentions of wanting to allow them in. And it's very easy to get discouraged, to get caught and stuck because- we're so used to just seeing the world, experiencing the world the way we've seen it and experienced it. And part of unbecoming that role and that part of who we are and becoming that higher version of ourself who's there and ready to come in is so much easier when you can constantly plug into the wall and keep plugging into the wall and keep feeding yourself the energy stream. So then over time, you learn how to embody that yourself. And that's the big piece. I'd probably say, if you say, what's the biggest transformation you see in people who come through this program? It's not that they get it on a cognitive level. A lot of us read self-help books to the wazoo, right? Which is like, great. And we cognitively get it. But as we move through our life, there's a level that we're not fully integrating it and allowing things to shift. And so when I see people at the beginning of these three months and the end of the three months, That's the difference. Like that's the piece. There's a level on which people actually get to that surrender, that peace, that joy. And they start to let so much more in because they've just learned week after week how to keep calibrating so that it becomes like their new set point. So Yeah. And I just want to say two things about that. I'm glad you brought it up.
0: Number one, when it comes to this point in the workshop, the reason that I show up is because we talked about the six-year-old version of you. And when I look at the Zoom screen, I just see that person's face, truly. And I fight for that person because when I was growing up and my mom's probably watching and she knows this, but she was very depressed and she struggled with her mental health and it didn't help that she wasn't waking up every day for her own dreams. And it didn't help that her husband was abusive and then left her, like all of that. But what was she feeling in terms of her self work, right? What was she choosing for herself and how much was she putting and prioritizing herself? And so it became a gift for me in my life, you know, and my mom knows that. And I've spoken to so many people who, when they write a book or they um, start a business, when I interview them and we get all the way down to it, who do they write the book for? Their mother. Who did they actually open the store for? I'm not joking because your mother's your first teacher. And ultimately, usually that's what's going on is one way or the other. It's what propels you or doesn't propel you. So my point is I stand here saying, choose her, that six-year-old who lives inside of you, choose her, right? And part of the reason I say choose her is because I want you to spend the money on yourself. Like, I don't want it to be free. Like I want you to pay for it because that's the whole deal, you guys. Like The whole deal is that by paying, by spending enough money, like I want it to be enough money that's uncomfortable that you have to show up. There's no way I want it to be free. Not at all. People are like, well, if you really cared, I'm like, that's the whole point because you have to break your scarcity mindset some way, somehow. And if you don't do that, if you don't move into a choice that there might be abundance here for you, you'll never receive abundance because you'll just project onto the world that everyone's living in scarcity. So then you'll never, ever match up with it. You have to do it. At some point, you're gonna have to bet on abundance. And so people will come to me with that. And I'm like, so you want me to match your scarcity mindset? I would never do that. If anything, I'm just gonna keep raising the cost of the program, which is what I just keep doing because I wanna up the ante and show you, oh my God, because the feeling you're gonna get from choosing something that's scary is the whole feeling. I don't want to make it that there's no choice and there's no courage. That's stupid, right? And you'd never show up really. And you'd never invest because you would be about scarcity, right? So I want you uncomfortable. Make no mistake about it. That's why I will raise the price. And here's what I'll tell you. You might want to wait till tomorrow to buy it because if you spend more money on it, I'm not joking. You're going to get so much more. Why? because you're going to make a bigger choice that you believe in abundance. You're going to say to the universe, I can spend $4,000 because obviously there's $4,000 for me in this life. So you know what? Do it tomorrow. And those of you in the VIP program, it goes up $2,000, spend $8,500 on it. First of all, it's totally worth it. One day with me is worth $65,000. And I'm not joking. Why? Because I make millions of dollars a year doing it this way. And I'm going to be around you, right? So obviously, like what amount of money would I have spent to be with any person, any leader, any, like what would I spend, right? Because you become, it's not even what they're saying. It's what they're being. It's like, I want to be embodying this frequency. It's like an energetic leveling. I want to level myself there. I want to have that swagger. I want to have that Megan Trainer Like, yeah, I'm feeling myself, right? You want that because you need it, right? And so, ooh, do I want you to be uncomfortable because I want you to stretch out of scarcity. So the only way you're going to get out of scarcity, and by the way, for those of you who are going to create businesses, you will only attract buyers when you've decided that you live in abundance. All of a sudden it'll appear, it's already been there, but the people who are already buying right? There's a whole world of people who love to go spend money on higher end things. And there's a whole world of people who love to go spend money, period. But you won't even see them or call them up. You'll feel so sheepish to charge because you'll be like, well, I don't spend money. So why would I assume that you would spend money? But when all of a sudden, when you change your energetic makeup, and that's why one of the other alumni today, she just wrote in the chat, it was so beautiful. I just took a screenshot of, I saw it like one minute before I got on. And she said, her name is Allison Taylor. So hi, Allison. This was like a few minutes before I got on. And she said, I, I swear I didn't plan this. She said, I want to pop in here and encourage you to take the step and invest in yourself. I started my copywriting journey almost two years ago. I wanted to make $2,000 a month, but wasn't happening. I saw Kathy's podcast and I, I felt this spirit. I needed to do it. My husband got on board because I was so sure. She said, I made a few thousand dollars and after a week with Kathy, I got hired to do a program that paid for the program. Fast forward, I was listening to Kathy and I was still fragile in my abundance, but I kept hearing her voice. And she goes, Now I'm doing freelance work for myself for a wellness company and I'm making $12,000 a month. Guess what? In one of the calls with Kathy, she told me directly. You can make $150,000 a year. How does that sound? She goes, you guys, I'm making $150,000 exactly. She goes, also, Colleen, shout out to you. She always tells us to enjoy the journey and it might not go in the way we think, but we have to keep trusting it. She's right. She goes, I'm making $150,000 and it might not be from the podcast, but it's from making the offer because I'm living the manifestation. Thanks for reading. If you got this far, I'm just a regular woman and an army wife and a mom of three. And I'm so freaking grateful for Kathy's face. That's what she's so cute. I have thousands of those stories, which are super, super duper fun. But I will tell you, it really is hilarious to me because I've been doing this for so long and people will try to convince me as if it's like my first rodeo. And they're like, listen, my sweet love, I don't have $3,000. You seem pretty cool. I can't pay for it. I've got no way to get it. And there's no way for me to believe in it because there's nothing on the other side. I can't come up with anything because I can't make anything. And so if I can't come up with anything, I can't make anything, I'm just gonna stay where I am. How about that? How about next year we'll just be like this year? How about five years from now be the same? How about 10 years from I'll be the same? How about it's all the same. And I'm choosing it. And it feels great because it's certainty and I like certainty and certainty likes me. And certainty for me is some scarcity, but I got it and I'm good with it. And I'm like, you're missing out, but okay. It's your choice. Like everyone's got a choice, but I am telling you that we are so excited about it. And I'm not going to be quietly like saying like, do whatever, because I'm so sure. Because if you sat where I sat, you would do the same thing, right? Like you would, you'd be like, but get in. It's so great. All it takes is the courage to just do it. You're going to spend $300 a month anyway, and you know it. Right? It's really not a big decision. It's like, can I spend $300 a month investing in myself and investing in learning how to start a business and manifest and be around these other women. It's like, yeah, you can do it. It's not really that hard. It really 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 isn't. There's really no choice being made. It's just a choice to stay stuck or it's a choice to bet on something that could be really exciting and really cool. And it's your choice and I love you either way. And I by the way We go into this and we know that only the creme de la creme de la creme de la creme creme chooses to do the program because let's face it, most people are amazing and kind, but they don't prioritize themselves. They just don't. That doesn't make them bad people. They just don't choose themselves. And most people are like that. Does it kill me to the core? Yeah, because I started a podcast in my closet and now I make multiple seven figures just talking to people. What the hell? Like, how's that even a thing? So just so you know, it's kathyheller.com slash join. That's how you can get in. Maybe you're going to take my bet. Sign up tomorrow. Spend a little bit more money on it. Honestly, it's about your energetic exchange. Ah, yes. It's amazing. You know, I just got a call from a bank that said, you know how the interest rates are so high because we're looking at buying a house, another house. Anyway, so he said, if you move your money into the bank, we can get your interest rate down as low as 2.75. I go on what earth? He goes for every amount that you, for every X amount of dollars you put in the bank, we're just going to shave off your interest rate. Colleen, do you know this? Have you heard this? No. And I'm like, what's even coming out of your mouth? And he goes, cause we need money for other people. Like banks need the money to give for loans and mortgages and just to help people pay credit cards. It's like, You literally don't get it. Like literally the money you make is gonna go help another person instantly. And it helps you. It's like abundance will only help your neighbors. Just go get it. And I will say this to you, especially for those of you who said, yes, I'd like to have a business. The more offers you make, the more money you make. What stops you today from saying, Here's what I offer and it's $1,500 and I'll give you a package of blah, 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 blah. Here's what I offer and it's $4,500. Here's what I offer and it's $47 and I'm selling it. But it's like, what's keeping you from doing that? A lot. Is it real? No, it's all made up. It's all lies. But can we show you how you can open your mouth and say, here's what I have to offer? Absolutely. And the more offers you make, the more money you'll make. Plain and simple. Right now, if I said to you, how could I pay you? Would you tell me, oh, well, there's a button on my website or there's a way to DM me on Instagram? I hope that you'd tell me yes. Because if the answer is no, obviously you don't have the extra cash because what you haven't figured out is here's my zone of genius. Here's what I'm going to charge for it. And more than all of that, here's how I no longer care what people think of me because I'm only available for the people who are willing to see me anyway. Because people don't see you, my friends. They don't see you. They only see what they're willing to to see and project on you. So here you are holding yourself back because at the end of the end of the end of the day, you're worried what people will think of you and you want to control what they think of you, but you can't because the only thing people will ever think of you is what they choose to project upon you. And that's why it will never matter what you could be the most beautiful thing in the world. People go, I hate roses. You're like, all right, cool. You know, roses were there at the scene of the crime, the day that I like had this breakup. And it's like, I didn't know that. So, but you're holding yourself back for that reason. I know you're going to tell me it's not that reason, but I promise the reason people don't have a business, it's not a business problem. It's a courage problem. It's the courage to get messy and iterate. It's the courage to say your price. That's it. Once you get in there, I can show you how to iterate. I can show you how to find it. I can show you how to manifest it, I can show you how to actually not only iterate, but enjoy it. And then you can just go make money. And then you can just let it all go. You can just let it go and have a different problem to solve, which is how are we scaling this business? Who am I collaborating with? How am I growing it? Am I taking investors or not? Like that's a way more fun conversation to have. And most people are like, well, I tried. I'm like, have you tried? what did you try answering a quiz in Glamour magazine is not trying like trying is I went through this process and I tested something. And then I looked at the data and then I used the information, not as rejection, but as a redirection. And then I tried again and now I got clarity and now I'm doing this. And now I change the price. And now I know my customer better because I have radical empathy for my customer and for myself. So I let myself be in a process. And I let myself keep getting closer to figuring out what my person needs. And I continue to rise. And in 90 days, I have a business. And in six months, I'm scaling a business. And in two years, I'm making real money and I'm leading. And all of a sudden, I feel like I'm bouncing down the street, like Tom Hanks in Splash when he just meets Daryl Hannah. Like, why is that not you? Hey, buddy, you should be zippity-doo-da every day. If you're not singing zippity doo you're turned off. Good luck, right? You're going to nitpick at your husband. Forget $300 a month. You know what you're going to spend to try to like make yourself happy? Like, let's be honest. And some of you are going to go, no, I'm literally not. So then I'll ask you a different question because I got your number, right? Because I'm going to be the friend. I'm not going to be the girl who, when you're sitting there in the dark, and it's now been nine weeks since he left her ass and he's a jerk anyway, and you're sitting in the dark, I will not be the girl that goes, You can just keep sitting in the dark. No, I'm going to be the annoying friend who comes in, turns on the lights, opens up the shades, puts on your running shoes and goes, let's go. We're going, let's go. I booked a ticket. We're leaving. I'm going to be that annoying girl. Yeah, I'm going to be that girl. And you're going to go, I freaking hate your guts. And then you're going to actually get your mojo back, right? I'm not going to let you sit in the dark. So some people are like, yeah, well, no, I won't spend the $300 a month. And I say, all right, but riddle me this. How much time do you spend a day on your phone? I'm clean. Let's be honest, very sobering because guess what? You don't even have to tell me because we all know, because you can just look up the data because they all watch it. So they know what the average phone user spends on their phone and it's not an hour a day. And even that's crazy. An hour a day watching other people live their lives. What a waste of time. It's somewhere between three to six hours a day. Yikes. So then I say, imagine if you have me in your face every week for two hours and you just give me half that time, you'll build an empire. Can you give me an hour and a half a day working on the business, working on manifesting, working on sitting and visualizing your future self? Ooh, that's gonna hit. And you're gonna say to me, I can't. You're gonna convince me, I know it. You're gonna tell me how busy you are. You're gonna tell me all the things you gotta do. And I'm gonna say, give me that phone. Just give me that phone. Just put on the screen timer. I want to see it. Come on, please. And you're going to say, my phone's not on. I don't got the phone in my hand. I'm going to say, that's right. So now we really can't come correct because we're lying, right? We're lying to ourselves. And why are we lying to ourselves? Because we don't believe in ourselves. So we're going to keep ourselves distracted because we don't want to face the fact that we don't believe in ourselves. And I'm going to say, I believe more in you than you do in yourself, but that's okay. That's my job. You pay me for that. You pay me to see your future first. Great. Let's go. I'll walk you all the way there. And then you can go on. You can walk further. Right. But this is really the problem. So get off your phone, get out of my dreams, get into my car, get out of your car, get into my dreams. I don't know which way it is you guys, but it's one of those. <laughs> was it Corey Hamer, Corey Feldman? I don't know, but it was dreams. It was two dreams, dream, a dream. There was a lot of movies with dreams and those songs. And it was the eighties and it was good. Yes. And everyone had shoulder pads and I don't care anymore because I've lost it. Okay, Colleen, I think I've officially lost it now.
1: (laughs) Oh my goodness. So good though. So good. And it's very true. We have time for what we have the courage to show up for. And most of the time when we're saying we don't have time, we're saying, I don't have time to be brave, but there'll never come a moment when you feel brave enough to move. Cause that's the whole point of what bravery encourages is I'm scared shitless and I need to move. And that's what it takes. Like Kathy says, 20 seconds to make a decision. 20 seconds. I
0: I have to be brave all the time. As you continue to grow, you still have to choose courage. It's not like you get to rest on your laurels. I don't even know what that expression means. I've never seen a laurel. I don't know what it is, but anyways, every time I think I've like done it, I've like had the courage. It's like, no, no, here's the next level. And you're like, go away, you bastard. So I'll just give you an example. God, I've had to do this so many times example is in my business, I think it was like a year ago. I, it was like during Christmas and I knew that the January, you know, January was coming, There's no way to hide from that. And I wanted to change the podcast from being about entrepreneurship to being about all the spiritual, like the whole, the whole of what makes us a success, right? Because this is really my background. And I was like, but now I have a lot on the line because the podcast was called Don't Keep Your Day Job. It had already had like gazillion downloads by then. We had 200 sponsors. And I was like, if I change it, what will happen? Blah, 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 blah. And we changed it from Don't Keep Your Day Job to just the Kathy Heller podcast. Cause we were like, instead of going woo, we'll just at least go neutral, uh, you know, anyways. But I kind of came with a different energy of like, now it's just going to be me. I won't be pigeonholed into what happened three weeks after we moved from this like ultra businessy talk into something a little bit more well rounded, I got an email from Marianne Williamson and Deepak Chopra in the same day, and I was like, "Wow, it was just like I went from here I am, and I'm afraid to move to like people who truly embody the bravery to just be fully spiritual to they they, they could like feel it. It's like I moved over here so like they could see me now, right?" And then last week, I was like on the spot. I'm like, you know what? I'm I've been wanting to do it. Colleen knows I've been wanting to do it. I'm like we're just chain, we're rebranding the podcast, and we rebranded it and called the show Manifest with Kathy Heller. Changed it, moved from the business category into the spirituality category. Even though it's all business, and if you really ask business people what makes them successful, it's all this stuff. Okay, but what happened is overnight we we shot up to number four. It was just like that. It was like oh, okay, the world is just waiting, and so. It is amazing how your mind tricks you into thinking that there's a real cost to, to the choice when really alignment always gets you more, like there really isn't a cost. It's fake because your satisfaction, in choosing your truth and just making a choice and co-signing with courage, what you really truly want to allow in your life is always, 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 always the best choice. It's always the best choice, plain and simple. So I think we're really clear now at this point that you're on your phone because we all are, I am too. And we're not being brave enough, right? We're telling ourselves that we don't have the resourcefulness or that we're not enough, which is even worse. Because sometimes it's, I don't have the resources and sometimes it's, I'm just not enough if she really knew me, if she really knew me. And I'm like, well, that's just the part of you that lives in ego. Your soul is more than enough. You've been given tons of talents and tons of ways to show up for people. And you just are afraid to lead because again, you're missing the feeling of courage. And courage comes before confidence, my friends. It just does. You have the courage and then you go become a mother and you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. I can't believe they're letting me leave the hospital with this child. But then, only then, eventually you have confidence. But you never have confidence first. You always have courage first. But you have to employ courage. You know, I've coached now thousands of people. Colleen has coached so, so, so many people. And it's uncanny. It's like, it's so obvious to me how beautiful a person You guys are. It's so obvious. It's like beautiful, sweet, smart. But it's like, God, what you have to do to be chosen when really you just have to stop choosing this story and really allow yourself the freedom, the ease, the joy. My friend Susie Moore never went to college. She was raised in a halfway house because. Her father was like in and out of prison and her mom was doing drugs and they were like, and this is her, she tells the story publicly and she never like had anything, nothing. Like she, they had nowhere to live, nowhere to take a shower and she never went to college. And when she was in high school, she was like very street smart and she got a job and she did this, this and this. And of course she like loves Abraham Hicks and all this like Wayne Dyer stuff. And she got a job working at this tech company, but she was like, she really wanted to help people because her vibration was so high. And so she put a little note in the billboard of her, not billboard, but like message board in the lobby of her building in New York city and said, life coach for hire. And she was like, let's just try this. Like here I was a kid growing up with nothing, wound up making multiple six figures working for a tech company just because of her vibration. And she's like, I want to be a coach. And she goes, Kathy, I wish I could tattoo on my forehead I have no qualifications. She's like, I wish I could tattoo it like 25 times. And what she had is the same thing that Abraham Hicks has. It's not a PhD. It's a vibration. It's a vibe. It's a vibe, right? So she put it up on her little message board and her first person like took it off the board and hired her for an hour and couldn't get enough of Susie's vibration. And Susie started writing a column in a magazine. And the next thing she knew, she at the bottom, it was like, for more information, Anyway, she wound up making a multiple seven figure career out of her vibration. And if you've ever spent time with Susie or you watch her on Instagram or anything, if you just know her, I always tell her she's like Tinkerbell, like she walks in the room and her signal is so expansion, expansive, expanded. It's so, it's like she walks in the room and the, the whole room has to recalibrate. I'm not joking. The whole room has to go, oh, we're doing that. Okay. It's that night. It's a different night because we're doing that. Right. And that's our job. And that's it. It's a different energy, right? Last time I checked Oprah, she doesn't have a PhD. Maybe she has like 15 honorary PhDs at this point, but it's not the PhD and it's not the holding for other people and being responsible. It's a vibration. It's a vibration that gets under your skin. It's a vibration that won't let you go because it's a vibration that calls the boats home and says, I hear you, I see you. And it's a vibration that will only see the highest part of you. It is unwilling to play with you anywhere else. And that's honestly how it gets to be for you. And that's how it gets to be in this program. Like in this program, I just have no desire to talk to the part of you that subscribes to playing small and we won't. So anyway, there's a lot here. You guys get to think for yourself. You get to determine it. I know that for some of you, you're going to be in this program and 90 days from now, you're going to have a different life. Two days from now, you're gonna have a different life. You probably already started thinking and feeling differently than did before. And if you can sustain that, it's amazing what starts to happen. And for some of you, I know that you will not choose it. And you won't choose anything else either. And that is hard, but it's okay. And who knows what you signed up for in this lifetime. Maybe you're going to choose it in a year. Maybe you're going to choose it in 18 months. Maybe you're going to choose it. doesn't matter. You'll choose it from some other person. It doesn't matter really, because I'm here to just give you whatever. And I hope that whatever you've gotten so far, it feels like it's shaking you up and waking you up. And there's a million other people who teach this. There really are. There really are. I just talked about Susie. She's amazing. It's like, you don't have to do this with me. I hope you're getting that. It's like, it's not about Kathy Hellner. It's like, I think we do it in a really cool way, but let this just be the reminder to like, choose it wherever you need to choose it, but don't not choose it because make no mistake about it. Being unconscious and going to sleep It just won't serve you. You'll lose so much daylight. You'll lose so much where you can create magic. We'll be back tomorrow for our last day. And then we will be closing this group. And how awesome that we've had this journey so far. And we have one more day tomorrow. So you can go to kathyholler.com slash join if you want to do this with us. And we would love to have you. We can't wait. All right. Thank you guys so much.